<laughs> yeah, a goat peed on me today. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, what's weird about that? <laughs> Thomas, we're coming to you a little late, but you know, better late than never. Is uh, Th- Thomas got micro microchip this week? Got his final microchip in. <laughs> I did. My cell service has been spectacular. <laughs> I, you know, I thought I'd get better Wi-Fi once I got once I got mine, and it's still, you know. Yeah, I have noticed that my Wi-Fi also still spotty. But, uh, <laughs> hopefully, that'll turn around real soon too. Yeah, hopefully, it sorts itself out. Um, but, um. It got kind of worked out a little bit in our favor that we weren't able to uh, to to record at our at our normal times uh, Monday night because late Monday evening a story broke that the NHL came came to an agreement with their with their new uh, TV deal starting next season, where which I mean they announced about about a month and a half ago now yeah. that they were that they were gonna go to ESPN and ESPN was going to, was going to host uh four, four Stanley cup finals. You're going to NHL, the NHL.tv app would be available through uh, ESPN plus and everything. You're also going to get games on ESPN. So that, that was announced, but you know, the, the assumption was they worked something out with maybe NBC, possibly Fox or that maybe even ESPN could come in and offer more money and just get the whole thing themselves. None of those things happen as the NHL comes to an agreement with Turner Sports. All Barkley, all the time. Um, which it's, I mean, and, and again, it's, I, so when I first saw it, 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 it took it took me by surprise because um thinking like no one I heard nothing sure. about Turner Sports being involved, like nothing. This this was just something that kind of felt like came out of the blue. But it's gonna be a seven year uh TV deal with multimedia rights still be starting on uh, next season. Um, they're going to get exclusive coverage of the Stanley Cup Finals in three of the seven years. As I said, ESPN has the other four. Um, half half of the Stanley Cup playoffs each year will be on TNT and TBS. Um, they're going to they're going to do up to seventy two regular season games, including the Winter Classic each year, mm-hmm. and they're going to live stream and simulcast on HBO Max, and also exclusive uh, content to Ble- to Bleacher Report as well. Um. What is this? Go away. Not you, but thank you. I, was gonna say, I don't know what I did to you, but I mean, if I have to. So basically, get ready for the Stanley Cup Finals to be on TBS. Where yeah. the worst part about that is we're gonna, you know, if it was happening this year, how many commercials about the television show Chad can you possibly take before your mind explodes? <laughs> um, because TBS is kind of the worst network at that. 
with the oh my god yeah they they beat you over the head with whatever it is they want you to watch don't they they do tbs is is kind of the worst on that but outside of that i got no issue with this now now i will say one of the things that kind of that kind of caught me off it threw me off just because i'm old okay is um (laughs) that (laughs) that they that they they said in and the press release I read it said you know once the games are on once the Santa Cup Finals games are on T, TBS or TNT, you know that'll just be Santa Cup Finals will just be ex- exclusively on cable and not ne- and not network television. Which I'm thinking like, oh man, that kind of sucks. But then I realize everyone streams everything now, right? Everybody has a streaming yeah. service, it's, yeah. so it's not even about cable or like if you have a streaming package, you have TBS or T- TNT. Yeah. So it's not so that's not even a huge deal. But like I said, I'm old. So, <laughs> so no, yeah. I, I, that, that was my first thought. It's a it's a fair thought. Um I also I <clears throat> was every game well, because I, I, I know back in the pre-NBC days, it was a split between was it Fox and ESPN because not every Stanley Cup final game was on. Um, like it would, it would be famous for one, four, like one, four and seven would be on cable or, or maybe it was just the clinching game. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember, I, I don't remember this is every year, but I remember there, there was a few years where it was games one and two and then one and three. Yeah. We're, okay. we're just on, we're just on cable, but I mean, I just want, but you know, I just watch CBS. Sure. I mean, CBC. You know, just, I just watch CBS. Which is a perk that like, we get. You know, we often forget that other people can't get. But the the other yeah. th- the other thing too, kind of hand in hand with that was, and and again, I, I could be wrong on it, but doesn't um at some point during the NBC deal, and I, it wasn't. I don't think it was the whole Stanley Cup Finals. But I believe there were definite games of the Stanley Cup Finals that were on NBCSN and not on NBC. Um, I think early on, yeah. Yes, like oh, like oh, what oh six oh seven oh eight. Yeah, well, it, it was oh, it was OLN then, and then versus. True, and then that's, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so so combined between ESPN and Turner, um. The the yearly right the yearly rights deal for for uh, for NHL is going to come into six hundred and fifty million dollars a year. Do you remember? Do you have in front of you by chance what it is now? What NBC is paying per year? Um, NBC is paying about two hundred million. Whoa! And and they and apparently uh, NBC they they wanted to go down a hundred million because. They felt since they're not the exclusive rights holder of any of, of the NHL, they're not, and they're only going to get three Santa Cup finals. They offered a hundred million dollars to the NHL, and Gary Batman said, "Well, no, I have better offers." Yeah, good idea. And, and he's right. And, and you know, and Turner Sports, you know, they they have the NBA. They they do their thing with the NBA. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they they run the the uh, NCAA basketball tournament every year. They they do they do baseball they do the baseball playoffs and and everything and so this is, I mean I, it it's the only thing to me is it's going to be who's calling who's going to be calling the games right who's the announcing yeah. team for, <laughs> uh, for the for the Turner uh, broadcast yeah because you're you're definitely right about about one thing and in, in, in the sense that you, 
yes, the it, it will be weird for the Stanley Cup Finals to not be on over-the-air television. No doubt about that. But at the end of the day, it's that is, you know, kind of like you said, because, I mean, Major League Baseball, they end up with – but actually, and even that, I, again, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but – and who really – I guess there's two parts to it. The first part being – I feel like there were some World Series games on FS1 and not on regular Fox. Maybe I'm wrong on that for the World Series this past year. I see. I, I think they did. I feel like maybe they did like a simulcast type deal. Could have been that. But then that's that's this is all kind of proving the other point in this, too, is we can't even remember what channels did and didn't show. We know the the, the umbrella is Fox had the World Series. Yeah, we don't know if it, I don't remember if it was FS1 or, or Fox. Yeah, but but we know where to find it. Right, exactly. Know where to find it, you know, yeah. And and like we said, the reverse. And you've made this point several times. The reverse is also going to be true. Is about how we will hear enough about Chad or whatever show TBS wants us to hear about. But I'm guessing during Chad, you're going to hear a lot about you know Wayne's abs in the Stanley Cup Finals. Exactly. In, you know, what was it in 2024? Is that what they call it? 2025? 2025. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I think the there's an initial gut reaction of, ooh, how is that going to work? But at the end of the day, I, you know, far more networks are going to are going off over the air television than not. So yeah. good on you. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're not saying the, tra- the the traditional TV viewing is is all but gone now. Yeah. Because I mean, you have streaming services, and I mean, they're the the just having a cable package and or having your satellite package and that being your TV watching, that's that's out the window. Yeah, I mean every I mean how many every me personally, I have what what six streaming services, half of them I pay for, the other half I share with other people. Right, well, I would have admitted <laughs> that. I'm sure you pay for all of them. Oh, come on. They know better. That's what I was like. Every, everyone, everyone, like that's one of those, every, every, that's one of those dirty secrets, right? It's like, yeah. you know, somebody's paying for it, but I mean, I don't, I don't just freeload off people. Like I, I share things with other people and they, yeah, you, you do the back and forth. Yeah. And it's like, like, okay, I, I got Hulu, you got Netflix. All right, cool. Yep. I got, you know, I, I got, well, I'm, I got AT and T. You got Amazon. You got M M Prime Video. All right, awesome. You know, like, you know, I I got Disney. You got Peacock or whatever. Like it's well, and let's also be fair. Did I not literally? Ju- I mean, once a show, do I not thank you for allowing me to watch your NHL TV? Oh yeah. I do. I not do that once a show. Which 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 I mean, next year it's not even going to matter because it's going to be through ESPN Plus, which I I get. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and and honestly, I haven't watched ESPN Plus in in four or five months. Yeah, I don't. But because there's there's nothing I wanted to. There's nothing like I mean, they're, they're streaming NHL games on ESPN Plus. But since I have the NHL and NHL app, like those games are available on there. Sure. Well, starting next year, I'm yeah, I have every reason to ESPN Plus to watch ESPN Plus every 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 night. You know, and and you know between. I mean, I go with those two right there, even with ESPN Plus and HBO Max. Yeah. Is that, I mean, does that not damn near cover? 
I feel like the majority of Americans probably have either ESPN Plus or HBO Max, and yeah. then you're going to add in all the the over the network and channel stuff. The NHL should be very well represented. It's it's not going to have you know what it's going to lose with potentially you know no Stanley Cup Finals on over the regular old over the air television. It's going to yeah. pick up with ESPN is far more likely now. It is, I mean. Sunday night football might, or, you know, or what do they have? Monday night football could, is now going to have an advertisement for, you know, Tuesday night hockey, which could be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, should be a good thing. And as we've talked about with the over-commercialization that TBS does for their shows, and now they're going to hopefully give that same treatment to the NHL, and that can only be good for them as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm like I said, the, the only thing, the main thing I'm interested in seeing for, for both ESPN and, the Turner is who are your announcing teams? Yeah. You know, well, that's, that's kind of what I'm. Do you not expect a full poaching from NBC? Cause now NBC, what is NBC going to do with all those guys? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Does NBC have a need for Pierre Maguire or an Eddie Olchek? And well, they never had a need for Pierre Maguire. Okay. But... All right. I, I kind of <laughs> set myself up for that. I knew where it was coming and I still let it happen. And that's you, my own fault. Yeah. You, 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 you get, you, you toss that one right over to play that. Yeah, I know. I know. And you, and to your credit, you didn't miss and you took it 450 over the wall, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I still feel like they the the right decision. You know, a lot of the guys um, are going to be poached, and the guys that weren't is that what'll what'll equally happen? Because remember, you know, even before Doc was calling games for Fox, and then when yeah. the NHL lost Fox, Doc was on NBC. Yeah. You know, I, go listen. I mean, go watch old Red Wing videos of playoff <laughs> games. He's calling games in the '97 Cup Finals, or if not the uh, the Cup Finals, at least the playoffs with the glow puck and all that shit. So you know they'll they'll poach um, the guys from NBC that want to to go, and if not, then you might see like a a Kenny Alberts type situation with guys. You know, with you know maybe will they go to Ken Daniels and say, "Hey, Ken Daniels, do you want do you want to be do you want to work for ESPN?" Hey, you know, St. Louis Blues play-by-play guy. Do you want to do the national broadcast for ESPN? You know, that that kind yeah. of thing where, you know, you'll lose because, you know, you know, John Forslund was Carolina's guy. Well, he had got invited to the bubble and now he's going to be Seattle's guy. But, you know, that's how a lot of these guys are. Kenny Alberts, I think, is actually the radio guy for the Rangers. So yeah. you're going to see a lot of that. But I, I'm going to assume that they're going to get good, good quality people. Yeah, I mean, well, we even saw that um, Ken Daniels calling playoff games for NBC. Yeah, that was a bonus. You know, that, that is like, fantastic. I mean, I, but it, it like I remember the game when I turned on a game and I heard I I like thought I like was losing my mind. I, know. I was like, man, this guy sounds a lot like Ken Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> man, who's this guy that sounds like Ken Daniels? Oh, it's Ken Daniels. All right, that makes sense. Yes, I'm, I'm glad that Ken Daniels still sounds like Ken Daniels. No, you're exactly right. It, it's surprising when you first heard it, but it was pretty great because I think it was the first year the wings were out. Yeah, yeah, because because you know when you turn on a game, it's you know you're not expecting to hear, right? You know the the guy who call who the guy who calls your team's games, your 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 home play by play guy. You know, that's not what you're expecting to hear in a national broadcast. But I mean, it was I thought it was pretty cool that I he did it, and I mean, Ken Ken Daniels is 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 awesome, and I've I've met him in 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 real life and talked to him, and he's he's. One wonderful human being, and uh, and you know, it, 
as much as I would hate to lose him here, if if he parlays it into a national job with ESPN or Turner, hey, good on you. Yeah, you can't you can't hate somebody for moving on up. Although hopefully he's gotten to an age where he doesn't want to do that. Because even as I said, you know, good on you for doing it. I still don't want to lose him. But I mean, you're exactly <laughs> right. But again, it could. Remember, though, I mean, for the longest time, you know, Doc was doing, even Doc was doing the Devils. He was doing the Devils, yeah. Yeah, with, along with, you know, taking the national broadcasts when they would come up. So it, it doesn't, it's not a guarantee that you'll lose your guy um, if, if that were to happen. So, again, you're right. It, it'll be interesting to see where it ends up, but it, it, it doesn't, it, it could be somebody that's doing a normal team broadcast and then somebody who then jumps in on uh, or picks up an extra, the, the extra national games when his team um, isn't playing or, or even if they are playing, he goes and does the national games. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's good. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen going forward. The NHL just really, I mean, it, I mean, you know, $650 million for, for the TV deal. I mean, to- total with, with everything. So, it's not bad, and that's a lot of money until you look and just don't compare it to the NFL's uh, TV deals. Yeah. <laughs> just just don't compare it to that one because then it's going to seem like, huh. Well, and, and I mean, you also probably don't want to look at – I think Turner, maybe maybe it's not Turner, maybe it is Turner. Somebody's paying the NBA more money than, than God, too. Oh, well, yeah. The, the NBA is doing uh, – they're getting okay cash, too, but – Listen, for the NHL, though, and, and you know, an, a, a raise like that, no question, is a really good, obviously, a really good thing for the league. Without uh, no, no question. And, and also, and, and again, with, with, all, with these different platforms coming up, it, it gives them a chance to get more exposure and more, more people could see, could tune into an NHL game, and you, you can get more fans of team of your non-traditional hockey fans, right? Because, because that's one of the things that I always, I, I, I trained myself to think about because sure. whenever I hear the tradition, the traditionalists and the usual hockey fans, such as myself, you know, people like complain about change in the game of hockey. It's like, well, okay, listen, that's not for us. Right. We're going to watch. They know we're NHL knows we're going to watch. We're fans. Huh. We're fans for life. They know we're going to watch. But the NHL can't survive just off of the Thomas and Waltz of the world watching. Exactly. You know, they they need to get other they they need the casual fan. They not not the you know it's not necessarily the person who's going to watch sit down and watch every single game every single night. But you want to get that person who oh okay I'll I'll tune in and watch the St. Louis Blues and Minnesota Wild tonight. You know I'm, I'm not doing anything else. This could be interesting. And and then you you might randomly get some some there's some nine year old kid who's who's gonna turn on their you know their HBO Max and watch the Florida Panthers the Columbus Blue Jackets play and they're gonna become a Panthers fan and then they're gonna get and then they're gonna get into hockey and then they're one of the next red hockey players you never know it could happen I know? mean it's kind of what happened with uh, with Popeye Jones and and Joe Sackick and yeah. all those things I mean that's how po- or Popeye Seth Jones, Jones. Of Seth Jones, and that's how Seth Jones kind of got into it. So, well, I mean, that's a, I mean, it really is a really good yeah. example. Well, Austin, well, Austin Matthews' dad got into hockey because Wayne Gretzky 
went to the Kings. I mean, then there's like <laughs> evidence. I mean, like literal, you know, like you know, data that shows number of you know hockey players in California before that Gretzky trade versus number of hockey players after. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's not by you know Wayne Gretzky made California an interesting place for hockey. There's there's yeah. literally no doubt about it. And you know, so I mean, and that I mean that's and and also you know. Now, now you're kind of hoping that with, with this, you get more exposure of the Connor McDavid's and Austin Matthews. Now, you know, these guys should be household names. I mean, Connor McDavid is possibly one of the greatest hockey players ever played the game, and he's still got a lot of runway to go. Yeah. And Austin Matthews is possibly, is arguably for sure the top five yeah. of the best players in the game right now. And, and he's got a, he's, he's got a ton of runway to go. And his career, and he's just gonna pile. He's just gonna add on, and you know, as he just he scored and scored another goal tonight because he just puts the puck in the net. Yeah, he's quickly turning into maybe one of. He's it'll be interesting to see where his goal numbers end up I mean, in his career. I mean, is he, he? He's is he is he is he kind of taking over Ovechkin as the be, as the best pure goal scorer in the in in a game right now? I don't know. I mean, it's it's close, man. I mean, because the goals here's he has thirty four goals this season. I mean, I almost don't. I just, I mean, part of it is I don't want to give it to him, but (laughs) there, I mean, there's a little bit of that going on right now. Is I just don't want to say yes to that. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's probably yes. Sorry, yes, thirty five goals in forty five games. Like that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, (laughs) like that 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 that's insane. When like you really look at it, like that's absolutely insane. Like, dude, well, what are you doing? The 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 one thing that we do, I guess, caveat if that's too strong of a word is, but it'll be you know all against the Canadian teams. That's where I don't want to take anything away from them. I, I, I get them. that, but at the same, there's still NHL teams. Yes, <laughs> you know that's, there's still NHL. So yeah. you know he he's, he's not going out there against the. Uh, the the Stockton Heat and the Grand Rapids Griffins and the uh, Moose Jaw Warriors, you know he's out there playing against yeah. NH. It's, these are still NHL teams. I mean, and we we can debate how much of an NHL team the Vancouver Canucks and Ottawa Senators were at the beginning of the year, but right. they were. Yeah, know? no, you're exactly right. And and I mean, let's face it. I look at you know. I guess the the nearest comp would probably be look at that West Division. And, you know, there's three, you know, the three California teams are all going to end up probably five, you know, at six, seven, eight in that division when it's all said and done. Yeah. And I mean, not, I, it's not that um, McKinnon and, and those guys aren't playing well or having good seasons, but they don't have, nobody's got over 30, you know, yeah. they're not, you know, Ranton has 26 and 43 games. Sure. But it's, it's, you know, Matthews is a better plus what he does tonight. So there's, there's no doubt that there's that, that he's a very very special hockey player. And then the other player in that in that division, Connor McDavid. He, I mean, he has 81 points. <laughs> like it's just like what 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 what? Yeah, like 81 points in 46 games. <laughs> I I mean he's that's a hundred point pace. I mean he is currently on on on. He has to pick it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. As crazy as this sounds, 
Because right now he's scoring at, has he missed a game, do you know, off the top of your no, head? No, he hasn't missed a game this year. Okay. So 100 points divided by his current point-per-game pace, it would take him 56.8 games. So basically he needs to continue on at about a, a 1.7, let's say 1.8 point-per-game pace, the final 10. He needs, a, you know, to get there. 19 well, hang on, let, 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 games. Let, let me see how many more times uh, at the, the Oilers play the Flames because he loves to play the Flames. He loves beating up on the Flames. So he might hit it if, if they get the Flames at least two or three more times. Yeah, that would – by all means, I'm rooting for him. Again, talk about things you're rooting for. Go get it. Um, yeah. and, and, also, and also just – so last season in 64 games, Connor McDavid had 97 points in 64 games last year. Yeah, so he, there's no question he's on his pace to have a much better season. Like, I mean, it's uh, – I don't know if I can really say a much better season because that implies that this one isn't good, and that's, <laughs> that's a ridiculous thing to say too. But, uh, yeah. Um, but, but so, but, I mean, even with that, this, this, this stat here is the most eye-popping. So, Oilers scoring chances at 5-1-5 this season. When McDavid is on the ice, they're a plus 88. Okay. When he's, when he's not on the ice – Minus 183. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. I'll give you I'll, I'll give you a moment. Right. Because so wait. So you said it. Scoring chances. I'm thinking you yeah. said goals. And I'm oh, like, no. wait a minute. They don't have 183 goals on the year as a team. So that can't be scoring chances. So when he's on the ice, they're plus 188 scoring chances. When he's not on the ice, no, no, plus just plus 88. And then they're they're minus. 183. Like, <laughs> as shocking as that is, it also makes you go, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so, so, the, so the, the Oilers, they, um, they, they get, they get the flames two more times, um, this year, this season, and then they get, Oh well, well they're playing the Jets tonight, and he scores against the Jets too. So, and then they get one, two, three. They get four, five against Canucks. Well, I mean, yeah. seriously, outside of that one three-game stretch against Toronto, is there is there really times where he doesn't score? No, like, like that's yeah. why, like he he's gonna like. I feel like he's gonna hit a hundred. Yeah, I mean, if I was a betting man, because you know. I, I would probably take the take the yes on that. I would probably and, feel pretty comfortable taking the yes on that. And and two against Montreal in there too. So I mean, but yeah, I I, <laughs> I mean because I yeah I don't know how you could feel good about the kind of the over on that situation with what he's doing. Yeah, it's it's. It's borderline obnoxious how good he is. Um, let's not go that far. <laughs> I said borderline. Okay, yeah, you did say borderline. All right, you left the caveat in there. We're okay then. Yeah, and 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 also, so just another thing about McDavid here, and and then we'll move we'll move on from from McDavid because you could do a whole show on. Just oh yeah, we could. Wonder that it's so, so he's on pace for ninety eight point six points this year. Um, so if he hits 99, even if he hits hundred, let's just, let's just say he hits 99. We'll, we'll say hit 99, right? Sure. 
That would give him more points in a 56-game season than five of the past 20 Art Ross winners. And and it, and if he finished with 99, he would finish one point back of the 2017 winner of the Art Ross Trophy, which was Connor McDavid. <laughs> like, so, I mean... I mean, and and the whole like, oh well, division thing, like uh, whatever, dude. Like that, okay, yeah, yeah what? That's still, it's that's it's crazy. It is, you know. Again, he's not. This isn't like, you know, like like you know, they're playing. It's not Minor like a co- like minors or 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 or, or, even, or even college hockey or even juniors where you have some teams where you know they're just terrible and you know they're gonna be bad and they they have no good players like. These, you know, every everyone is everyone on all these teams. They're all NHL players because they're in NHL. Yeah, you know that's no. It's it, you're it, you're you're right on it, and it's very fair. It's there's no doubt about it. Um, and and again, I shouldn't. You know, <clears throat> if anything, I regret. I don't want to say taking the shot at at, at Matthews because it wasn't really meant to be a shot, but it, that's. I mean, that's really what it is, is that it, it's almost I shouldn't have mentioned because they're still NHL teams. It doesn't, it, you know, yeah, there are good. This just then there are good NHL teams and there are bad NHL teams. Duh. Yes. I mean, that's that's not really that, you know, shocking of a statement. And at the end of the day, Edmonton's had to play Toronto and they're doing it. Edmonton's had to play Winnipeg, who I think is a very good team and is doing it. You know, for every for every you know, game that Pittsburgh has to play against Boston or Washington. Well, guess what? They also get to play the Devils and the Sabres. So, you know, you know, you want to say, well, well, Connor's doing it against a lesser division or a division that isn't as good. Okay. You can, if you really want to make that argument, fine, go ahead and make that argument. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't hold a lot of water because, you know, there's bad teams in every division. Yeah. And, and, and also like, I kind of feel like even, all right. So even if, he were he was playing against, you know the like for the Oilers if they were playing against the rest of the NHL. Well, here's the thing: the the Flames and Canucks would still be in their division in normal year. Yeah, they would be seeing the Coyotes and they would be seeing the the California teams. Yeah, you're gonna. I, I don't think that division that <laughs> that's not a much better. I don't think that division is better than this North. I mean, he would have had two against Detroit. Any reason to think he's not scoring six in those games? <laughs> It depends or, on what on what point of the season. <laughs> Combined or by themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's one of those things where it's like you you, you can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, that's he is he is one of the rare players, but that's the absolute truth. Yeah, it's you know I I just remember the old uh, when with Adrian Peterson when he was just dominating in his prime where the lions consider they had a successful game against the Vikings with Adrian Peterson. If they held him under a hundred yards and only one touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. He was, <laughs> like, always, just, he was pretty good at the football. Like, like, all right, we, we, we kept him under 110 and he only got one touchdown. It was a good game for us today. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I mean, to be fair, hell, <laughs> a lot of teams felt that way about AP. Well, yeah. <laughs> And to, to, you know, I'm all for bagging on the Lions at every chance we get. But at the end of the day, there were a lot of teams that felt yeah. that way about containing Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, no, I wasn't, I wasn't taking a shot at the Lions, but it's just, you know, it was just something that just popped in my head just thinking, you know, it's. 
Be, the, the local angle, basically. Normally, I'm all for it, though. I'm not against yeah, taking objective lines. They're very shot against kind of worthy of it. Yeah. This is our year, though. Uh, <laughs> I mean, random aside, again. just because you mentioned it, just the random aside is I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that so far, this, 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 owner, this leadership group has looked good. Yeah, I, I've... I'm I'm too jaded to celebrate just yet. I don't, it. dude. I don't blame <laughs> you. I'm not mad at you for that take. I understand it. And normally I'm right there with you. But if I'm being obvious, if I'm being honest with you, then let me. I want to see where they go next. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not planning the parade. No. I'm not. I'm not. You know, if you want to say that, that's drinking the Kool Aid. Fine. But at the end of the day. I just want to see where this, where, where these guys are taking them. That's well, all. Well, 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 come on. We, we know the parade's going down Woodward. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Parade down Woodward. Off the planet. We know yeah, where it's going. That's, that's good that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sad again in the fall. Yo, for uh, sure. I mean, well, to be fair, it's not that I expect them to be good this year. Yeah. I just like what they're doing. I really no. I mean, I do not expect them to be good at all at all this year. Yeah, I I, I I just give me watchable football games. I just want watchable. Yeah, I, I want watchable. I don't I don't I don't want to watch. I don't want games where it's like okay, it's the second quarter, and I'm like, I don't even want to watch football anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I just Lions like they've depressed me to the point to where I don't want to watch football the yeah. rest of the day. I get that. I really do get that. <laughs> 100 get that like there's a better game on yeah but i don't i don't i just don't i'll do something else i'll go play outside with my kids or i don't know like <laughs> i can be- <laughs> I just want to go outside and play oh, i don't gosh. really care okay fi- fine the lion's gonna make me be a better father today thanks uh, <laughs> listen i'm sure you're not the only one and i'm sure they've made a lot of guys be better fathers oh yeah um well so we're i just want to stick i want to stick in the north here uh, the Winnipeg Jets, they are in a slump right now. Um they've lost what, one, two, three. They've lost four, they've lost four in a row. Uh five of their last seven. Shifley got benched the other night. Saw that. He wasn't he was pretty so, he was pretty sour about it. Uh Ehlers is done for, for the rest of the regular season now. Saw that too. L- L- Lowry's out. They're hoping maybe he. Um, I, I, I want to. I'm going to see if he. I don't know if he's playing or not tonight. I don't know if he's in line, lineup tonight. I'm looking for the uh, the lineup cart, the lineup right now for their game tonight against the against the Oilers. Um, but I mean, it's just things just aren't going well for the Jets, and 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 of all the times to to to, to kind of lose it a bit. You know this. This isn't the time of year you you want to. This isn't the time of year you you want to be you want to be in a slump right now, um, because it wasn't. It's just what a week or two ago. You know the Jets. We we were looking at the standings and they were flirting with with catching the Leafs yeah. for that top spot in the division. And now I mean with this slump, I mean they're 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 in that third spot. It's. You know, at best they're going to finish. They'll, they'll they'll maybe get that sec that number two spot at best. But they're, I mean, this this is the least division now at this point to I win. Mean, so as you're right, you never. I mean, you, there's never a good time. And in, 
if I'm looking at this right, unless there's a change, it does not look like that Lowry is in the lineup. It looks like they have Cop, Shifley, and Appleton together, Connor Dubois and Wheeler, uh, Veselainen, Stasny, and Perot, Harkins, Thompson, and Lewis as their were their forward lines in warm up. But you know, it's yeah, both Edmonton had a stretch where it looked like they were going to catch Toronto. Then Winnipeg had a stretch where it looked like they were going to catch Toronto. At the end of the day, though, I think really for the better part of the last month, we were pretty certain, and it still looks this way, Toronto was going to start against Montreal, and Edmonton is going to play Winnipeg. The only thing that they are really kind of going for is who's going to be hosting game one, game two, game game five, and game seven. That really seems to be the only thing up for grabs right now in that two, three spot in the, in the North. Um, we were talking about just before we came on Calgary's loss yesterday, kind of eliminated. It feels like it eliminated them from catching Montreal. They got, they had a three game set against the Canadian. Uh, yeah. Against the Canadians. They moved from 10 points back to, or eight points back to four points back with a chance to cut it to two, but they lost and it they fell lost, to six. Yeah. And it just kind of feels like that that's done. Um, Vancouver basically has to win out. <laughs> which they lost tonight so that's okay, over so, yeah, yeah they lost they they lost. I, I, the, the canucks they were a cute little story because they they had to come back and beat the leafs their first game back and everything and they 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 played some other they won a couple more games you'd be like oh the canucks wouldn't it be great if the canucks came back like it would be a cool story but it's not gonna happen no no like I'm, I, I, you know this team they are what they are your your record you are what your record says you are I mean, they were when they came back. Even they were they weren't at a must win every game, but they were really, really close to must win every game. Yeah, and now they're really there, and yeah. I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, but I mean, but the other the other thing here with the with the Jets is Hellebuck. His last five games, he's not been good. You know, he's given up three or more the last four games, including a, including a six spot of uh, the other nine against Edmonton. Um, so, I mean, and now granted they're, you know, their last few games have been their last five games against three against the least and two against the Oilers. But I mean, you're, you're getting pumped by those guys right now. You're going to see those teams in the playoffs, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, you know, it's not just, Going not that they're in a slump, but they're in a slump against teams that they're going to be seeing in the playoffs. And if they want to make a run, you're going to have to go through for sure Edmonton. And I and I feel and I'm confident in saying as I'm watching the Leafs just bury the Habs right now, three nothing halfway through the second. You're going to have to go through Toronto if if you if you want to make a run. Well, I I'm. Where let me just pull this up real fast so that I can make sure I'm not talking out of my hind end here. And because you know, we do try to be as accurate as possible. And what so he's had so he was has he basically played every game but one of their last six? He's played in 39 of the team's 48 games. I just feel like with all that's gone on, they're gonna. I mean, it go, I mean, any team that's got goaltending depth is obviously in better is in a much better shape than any other team that's not. And you just wonder if all those starts are just kind of catching up on to them a little bit here, and if they're going to have to just kind of bite the bullet. And I, what Persalt, I believe, is their backup. They might yeah. just have to give them a couple games. 
they're going to have to, try, you know, try to find some time. And I know, you know, I was going to say, I know now is not the time, but honestly, now kind of is the time because at the end of the day, like I said, I don't think that Montreal is catching them. So no. I think they're pretty comfortably not playing Toronto in round one. So they're, they're good with that. But I, and, and again, I, I don't know how much of a difference it makes where you're playing these games in Canada, because I still don't think they're going to have fans in them. Right. No, so, there's, I don't see that happening. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you know, yeah, give, give Hellebuck some rest. I mean, if you want to wait another week to try to get closer to confirming where you're at, but I mean, even with, you know, five bad games in a row, we still got a save percentage above nine, one Oh goals against blow yeah. you know, two, seven, five. So get them right now, get them rusted now so that you have a chance to beat an Edmonton in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they're not, they're, they finish, they're playing the Oilers right now. And their next game, they, Montreal Friday, then Ottawa, Calgary, Ottawa, two against Vancouver, and then the end of season against Toronto. So there, there's so, a couple I of mean, games against a, a Calgary team that's in there. Um, obviously, if, if he, you know, it'd go a long way if he could really shut down Edmonton tonight, whether it's, you know, if they can get, a, if they can get two points against Edmonton in regulation tonight, that might even buy him a day off. Yeah. You think about it. Cause now you can almost sacrifice the two points that you just gained to give your goaltender a, a, a little bit of time here. Yeah. Um, the only thing, the Oilers do have two at hand over Winnipeg though. That, that is the one. Okay. The one little uh, caveat there. Yeah. So uh, again, it, it matters in the sense that, you know, if you really want to catch them, okay, yes, then the, you'll need to win and keep winning. But I, I don't, do you think there's a difference? No. Do you think there's whether Edmonton's no. two or three and what if I no, the, the seating and the, the North division is going to, I mean, the two, three doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as that they should really, honestly, in my opinion, Winnipeg should be watching Montreal more than watching Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you don't want to fall out of that three spot. Right, that should be their bigger concern. Is they want to make sure that they don't fall out of the three spot. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of teams falling out of three spot, uh, the Islanders all of a sudden one point up on the Bruins. And the Bruins are at 62, Islanders at 63. Bruins have a game at hand in the Mass Mutual East where, I mean, it looked like, you know, for weeks, it looked like it was Washington and the Islanders. They were battling for that number one spot. And the Islanders, they've hit a bit of a rough patch. And, I mean, it's, I mean, really, since since Lee got hurt. Yeah. They just haven't been able to. To, to to really string anything together. They they lose one nothing to the Capitals uh last night. The the other problem that they've run into not only has and Lee- yeah, as the Capitals they had a three game set against the Capitals and they lost all three. And I believe didn't what didn't they score like five goals total in the three games? Scored three goals. Okay. Because they got the book and back to back uh one well one one nothing shootout loss, then they lost six three and then one nothing uh loss of regulation last night. Yeah, they um so so yeah. It's not only the loss of lead that's really hurt this team, is I don't think that they've gotten really what they've hoped. Like uh, as I take a look, what Zajac with a goal and an assist in nine games. Yeah. Um, that's not 
really much of the help. And I, you know, I came and Palmieri's the exact same one goal, one assist. And I, and I was, and I know that they were hoping, okay, well, that's going to be our, our fix for the loss of Anders Lee is, is one of these two guys should be able to, you know, you hope to fill in and it just isn't working out that way for them. Um, and that's, I think that that's what really what they desperately need is, is if they can get, or I think what that's what the hope's got to be is because they're still defending. They'll still keeping the puck out of their net. I know you just said a six yeah. spot, but when I you mean, six spot, but yeah, I mean, so, so that with a two one goal games and you know eight yeah. goals games is okay. <laughs> yeah, um, their their last seven games and here's the issue. I mean, and their last seven games they scored, uh, they scored eleven goals in their last seven games. Six yeah. of those came in one game against okay. the Rangers, where they won six to one. It's like the Tigers bats. Yeah, so, yeah. Like Tigers bats. Um. And and they and they've been shut out three times in that span. And and I think what did I hear during because I was flipping between them and the and the Wings game is that Barzell's gone. I want to say thirteen without a goal, which obviously isn't going to help because. No. Uh, you know, and I know he might be more of a, a setup man anyway, but he's still one of the most dangerous players on that team. So yeah, I still, yeah, I still need him to score. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Still going to go ahead and need him to put the puck in that. In yeah. order for come on, Barzell, you got to score goals in order for Thomas to trust you, man. I, and while they've already already relost any hope of trust that I that I was that they <laughs> any trust that they were building, they've already lost it again. It's gone. Yep, but I mean they they you know it's funny. Most games against the Islanders, Barry Trotz had the exact same lineup card, whereas Lee Barzell and Everly, the B line was second with uh, Bailey Bavillier. And then um, Brock, Brock Nelson, and the fourth line of Martin Sezikis and Clutterbuck, and the third line had Peugeot at center and wingers. I mean, it was basically <laughs> you know, sometimes it was Wallstrom. Um, you know, Wallstrom played there. Um, uh, what are some? Who are this? Uh, Leo Karmaroff, Michael DeCall, uh, Kiefer Bells. All those guys have played basically on his wings. And yeah. now, I mean, they the last game, you know, that was not. They started to mix him up. They got Bailey up with Barzell. You know, Zajac and Palmieri were playing with Nelson. Bavilli and Pajot were together. So Barry Trotz has gone to the, you know, gone to d- try to do what, what a good coach is going to do and mix up his lines, but it hasn't paid off yet for him. Yeah, and you know, you you again. I mean, I was the Boston Bruins. I feel like we just the Boston Bruins were they were going to be at that fourth seed, right? That's just how it felt. It sure did. And and now they turn it around, and you know, and and a player that the Islanders looked looked at adding Taylor Hall. He's paying dividends for the Boston Bruins right now. As all of a sudden, the Boston Bruins they're 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 rolling they're rolling as they've won. Jeez, what? Uh, kind of up. I keep hitting, accidentally hitting buttons. Uh, I had standings. Here we go. They have won. They're seven and three. They've won. Well, this says they've won one straight, but they're seven and three in their last ten. Yeah. So, yeah, they're. You know, with 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 wins over the Islanders, the Capitals, and the Penguins, uh, and and the Sabers. <laughs> well, listen, they. I mean, they didn't have a choice. 
they had to get hot because if they were five and five, they'd be tied with the Rangers right now. Yeah. Yes, I know they have two games in hand, but if they were five and five in their last 10, instead of seven and three, we're sitting at two teams with 62 points there. Yeah. So there was a little bit of a, Oh guys, we need to get hot because we're being caught right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 then, and it, it just feels like the Rangers, they're just going to run out of time. Yeah. I mean, you 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 kind of you almost feel like that if this was a an eighty two game season, you know the the Rangers. It's like ah, they're they can get there, but I mean they, you know, with 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 only a handful of games left, you know they only have six games left the season. I mean, and they're it the math isn't on their side. I mean, but they're they're fifth in the NHL in goal differential at a plus thirty five. The Rangers are. I know. I mean, that's like although, that's just... don't they have two eight goal victories over the Flyers? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, probably. Let's um, have a look in. Uh, they have the nine nothing win, so that's at least one. I think they have another. Big oh, and they, they put up eight on. They they beat the Penguins eight to four one night. All right, so there's plus there's plus thirteen in two games. Put six on. They put six up on the Devils twice. How many did the Devils score? Four. Total. <laughs> so they put up 12. The 12, 12 to 4, yeah. So in three games, we just covered 8, 12, yeah. 21. The, yeah, not nine, 9 and 8 against the Flyers. So in, in basically five games, we've covered <laughs> we've covered 25 of the 35 goals that they're plus. Okay. And they well. put up six against the Bruins once this year. With the Bruins. And, and, and and five against Islanders earlier in the season. So they they've, they've had some blowouts, but hey, you got to be a good team to blow teams out, right? Yeah. And oh, Montreal just got on the board. I don't think it matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. That's how Thomas feels about about that. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, I catch her. I actually, if I had to pick, I think I might pull for Montreal in a series. Over Toronto, but I just don't think that that's they're going to get to a point where that gets close enough for that to happen. Although you know Toronto in the playoffs, that's a tough bet. That's a tough. It's a tough thing to feel good about, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, recent history, right? Yeah, I mean, last year <laughs> they technically did not make the playoffs last year. They not not got the playing round. Um, but stick with the Rangers, uh, Adam Fox. Leads all NHL defensemen in points with 47, and he's a plus 23. I'm no expert, but I think that's pretty good. Which puts him, he's, he's six and, and plus minus among defensemen. And he, and, and he, leads, he leads all defensemen with 42. Victor Hedman is number two behind him with 35. And yet I just don't feel like he's going to get. He'll get both, but I don't think he's going to get any yeah. consideration for the call. For I mean, the, I mean he's, he's playing 24 and a half minutes a night, so, you know, he's out there. Oh, yeah. He's out there. He's playing. You know, and, and you know, Adam Fox, he's a guy that, you know, he was originally drafted by Calgary, um, went went to Harvard, basically told the Flames, yeah, I'm I'm not signing here. And so he was included. His his rights were included in the and in uh, and the trade that that sent Dougie Hamilton to, to Carolina and brought Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm to Calgary. 
And then he told Carolina, like, so, I mean, the, 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 the thing was that he pretty much told everyone, I want to be a Ranger. I'm going to be a Ranger. I think I actually didn't know that. And then the Hurricanes sent him to the Rangers for a couple picks. And now here this guy is. And, 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 and you're in what is fourth year, fourth year pro. I'm sorry, uh, second year pro. I apologize. Second year. No, he had 42 points last year. Adam Fox did in 70 games. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I mean, you you ran down the numbers. Uh, best defenseman in terms of assists by you know seven clear of Hedman in points. He's three better than Hedman. Plus minus is was sixth in the league in there for defenseman points yeah. per game. Really, he's third behind Cal McCarr because everybody else is, you know, there's guys in front of him, but they've only played one game and they have one point. So they're point per game defensemen, and that's just not right. <laughs> yeah. And then as you talked about minutes played, he's uh, t- top 10 in that. He's actually 12th in that. So, I, I mean, it. I would be interested, and I'd, I'd have to go do the research to see if any, if a Norris Trophy winner has ever – his team never made the play. If his team, if there's ever been a Norris Trophy winner where his team didn't make the playoffs, yeah, I, yeah, I would. It'd be hard. I mean, it'd be hard press to to kind of see. But I mean, the guy, he's. I mean, I almost feel like it doesn't. You know, I feel a lot of people already have their people have their mind made up that Vic, that they're gonna give it to Victor Hedman essentially, not give it to him, but that well, he's gonna win it. I do also. I share that sentiment. I completely agree with you. And that almost like no matter what anyone else does, it's it's going to be Victor Hadman. I 100% agree. Your feelings on that? That's just, that's just how the Norris Trophy is is awarded now. It's you know about what you what you feel like, and um, not necessarily about performance or anything. It's about I mean, but he has the numbers too. So I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I still feel like Eric, I feel like Eric Carlson has one too many Norris trophies. Then he should have. Does he just have the one? He has one. He has two. He has a couple. Okay. But I just feel like there's one year where it's like he's not the best. He puts up a ton of points. Like, watch cool. him play defensively. Well, and that's, <laughs> I mean, this is a gripe that I, I think we've both actually been pretty consistent on and agreed with is that I don't. And, you know, I don't. Maybe it's always been this way, but the Norris Trophy goes to the defenseman with the most points. Yeah, which I don't, you know. I don't know if that's fair or right. My gut tells me it's not, but it just seems to be the way that it is. Yeah. So what can you do? And and I know there, there's there been suggestions in the past that they should just do a, the, the Bobby Orr trophy for the defenseman with the most points. Like, a, like the, how they do it, like the Rocket Richard? Yeah. Defenseman with the most points, you get the you get the Bobby Orr Trophy. Here you go. Here's your recognition. Or try to come up with, I, I don't know, maybe like whatever. I'll just be biased. I don't even care. You know, you do the Nick Lindstrom Trophy for best defensive defenseman because I know yeah. Nick is good offensively. But let's face it, he was he was right as the best defenseman too. Like those, those Norris's weren't wrong that he got, you know, you know, there was, yeah. 
they were spot on him being the North Trophy winner, to be sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I mean, yeah, he was just, he was just good. And and I, I feel like since today's NHL, if you're, def- if you're a defensive defenseman, you get no love. I agree. Like, you get no love. You get, you know, almost Roddy Dangerfield. You get no respect. You're because almost you just go out and do your job. You know, you, yeah. you don't, you're not going to score a ton of goals. You're not going to put up a ton of points. You just go out, you shut teams down, and it's it's like, almost a lost art, you know, because, I mean, as good as they are, you know, the the Kale McCars and Quinn Hughes of the world, they kind of take over the headlines for everything, which, I mean, those guys are very talented and very deservedly so, but. I mean, you get you get the you get the defensemen who just go out and play defense. You know, the er, er, Eric Branson is a, is is an example of that. Um, Troy Stetcher here in Detroit, he just yeah. he's just yeah. a good defenseman. I was gonna go. I was gonna say his partner and Mark Stahl. Look what Mark Stahl's done. Mark Stahl's minus two on a team that's minus forty eight. Yeah, and and I'm no, I'm not. I don't think neither one of us is saying that those two people, should, those two guys, should get Norris Trophy votes this year by any stretch. Speak for yourself. No, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> saying I'm totally kidding. I'm definitely not saying that. Hundred percent not saying that. I lose pretty much any credibility that I may still have. I think that would pretty much kill the rest of it. <laughs> but I, I, I do think that the, the there's a, a point or, or, or something to be said for mentioning these guys or coming up with, you know, is it you know, coming up with a trophy form isn't, isn't really, doesn't really sound all that great either, but you know, something to mention that, Hey, there's two parts to the game here and, you know, teams don't win Stanley cups with five offensive defensemen. Right. No, they don't. That, that just, it doesn't happen. You, you have a mix, you know, well, I mean, one of the reasons why, you know, a lot of the time that usually your most gifted offensive defenseman, who is he usually paired with one of the better defensive defensemen in the league you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, like take Hedman, for instance, huh? yeah. doesn't it seem like Hedman most often is paired with McDonough. Yep. And nobody's thinking Ryan McDonough is an offensive daimyo. He's not a deficient offensively, but he's not an offensive daimyo, but he allows Hedman to do what Hedman does. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's very important to have, you have, you have to have that mix of, of, of a defense of defensive partners. You have to have a good mix because yeah. I mean, one of the things I looked at and I'll, I'll use this as an example in Nashville where you were a uh, PK Subban was paired up with Matias at home and, and Subban is a very offensive minded defenseman. And he was because at was Ekholm is still very good offensively as well. He can, he can, he, he generates points and he can score as well, but Subban has zero. He's very okay with, uh, with, with leading a rush up the ice, right? Which he was able to do. And he, and he could play a little bit more of a high, high risk style because he had a study defensive partner back there with him and Ekholm who could cover it. And, and if if Subban got caught, well, Ekholm's there. So, and he's, really good at what he does. So it's not, it's not going to kill you. Whereas, you know, we're not, he doesn't, you know, we're not, we're not seeing that in that in, in New Jersey with, with, with Subban right now, but I mean, Subet, Subi got the Rona, so he's out right now anyway. Yeah. So he had a rough week. Did you, did you see the cut he got on his leg from the skate? No. Oh yeah. He got, he got a real gnarly cut. 
on, on his leg from a skate, got stitched up, didn't miss a shift. Went, went oh, the locker room. Yeah. yes, 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 yes. I did see that. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, you, got, you, you posted it. I did see uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Got, got stitched up, went right back out. Um, <laughs> he gets rewarded with 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 Rona. Because I believe I believe the actual caption was didn't miss a shift, right? <laughs> I believe either you captioned it that or he said that he didn't miss a shift or or something about that. But yeah, I, I do remember hearing that now. Yeah, so I mean, it's, but you know, we'll we'll move, we'll move on from my from my from my talk and love of uh, the of the the lost art of the defensive defenseman in the NHL. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> Um, spe- speaking of defense, uh, the Wings didn't really have it Saturday night, and the Dallas Stars were frustrated as hell. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have it. They only gave up one goal. <laughs> yeah. Two goals. What do you mean that they weren't? Def- what, are you, what are you talking about, Wall? You're talking crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't understand what you're saying. So, so two nights after. After they they put up seven on the stars, uh, with, with Verona scoring four of them, which hey, well, <laughs> welcome to Detroit, Jake Verona, and, and he and he had a and he he had a couple good looks uh, in the game the other last night too, where he just like he's going to be good. And Verona, ironically enough, the first player, first Red Wing to score four goals since Anthony Mantha did it. So o- opening night against Dallas, I think it was yep. that game, right? Yep. Yep. So um, that was last season. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I, I, I was there. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I make, I, I try to, I try to go to every um op- wings opening night. Okay. Every wings home opener. I, I try to. Like it's it's just a goal of mine. I always try to do. Like I just, if if I can make it happen, I do it. If not, it's like you know I don't get bummed out. But you know, it's just like I I really want to. You know, it's just great way to start. Great way to kick off the season. I agree. No, it's and it's good to have goals. Yeah, you know, um the (laughs) (laughs) so the wings and stars, and it was just again, if you're a stars fan, you're just just wanting to fight everyone probably at one point in that game because this is a game that the stars absolutely 100% had to have. Yeah. Like they needed the points because, mm-hmm. cause they're, they're, they're in a race right now with the national predators and the predators aren't giving up, aren't giving up space either. Yeah. Cause they're, they're in a bit of a heater, but so shots in the first period, 21 to three. Then shots in the second period were twenty to three. So going into the third, the Dallas Stars had outshot the Red Wings forty-one to six, and they were trailing one nothing. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, like, I had the game on. I was watching the game. I knew the numbers you were about to say, and it still makes me take off my glasses and rub my eyes, thinking how <laughs> unbelievable that is. It's just a wait. What? And as unbelievable as that sounds, it wasn't even that close. <laughs> it wasn't even that close. Like, uh, oh. The star, the stars, zero for four in the power play in that game. What they should have been zero for twelve or thirteen because they had about six shifts where the puck didn't leave the zone for two minutes. Yeah, yeah, just they, they, they had, they, they, they had a, they had a two period long, they had a forty minute power play basically. They did because. I, 
Now, in the third period, shots were Shot, shots were uh, 10 11 in favor of uh, the Stars. Stars were plus one. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say the third period was a little bit better. And I do. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Detroit. Detroit actually outshot Dallas. And the one thing that I, I did find interesting, and I don't remember at what point during the game this was, it was, it was, I think it was third period. So it got to almost like the, the almost what even point, if you will. Um, but the, they did, I did find it interesting that scoring chances were not as crazy, were not as far off. Like they had Dallas at, I think, 17 to seven, which if you're being outshot by 35, you would think the scoring chances would have a bigger gap than just 10. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's really a credit to the wings. I guess I'm saying it as a credit to the wings. Um. So yeah, there there is a little bit of all right, credit to the wings for that, right? But uh whew. Well, it, well well credit to Jonathan Bernier for Yeah. For well, for, go, for his fifty save effort. Mick and Mick tried to say <laughs> they try to they to be they were they were very fair about it. They're like, look, we're not trying you know, they weren't trying to say, you know, the wings wings looked good by any stretch, but for as bad and as much offense as Dallas had, the Wings at least did have moments of of playing some. They, there were some defensive plays made that probably really helped keep the game closer than what it should have been. Yeah, and that it's it's hard to argue that point. Definitely hard to argue that point. Yeah, um, Jamie Ben would get get the would would get the overtime winner off of. Uh... Just, just an, uh, an unfortunate turn. Just, a, I mean, a, a turnover, yeah. Um, by by Heronic and at at center ice, and he just kind of comes in and rips a shot and just beats Bernier. And I mean, and and again, you, you got to feel like the Dallas Stars. That was relief for the Stars that they won that game, right? It had to be. I mean, because you know, if they they lo- if they lose that game one nothing in regulation, what does that do for your confidence right now? If you're for the Dallas stars, you know, you, you text me that and we talked about it and I was, I was trying to think what, I mean, honestly, what does it do? And obviously it hurts what I'm, what I, the, what I struggled with a little bit mentally on my end thinking about it was would it, would it get better quicker because you weren't playing Detroit the next night because you were seeing a different goaltender? Would it allow yeah. you to kind of be like, Wow we really faced that goaltender today. We are really lucky that it wasn't, you know, that we only lost, you know, that we don't have to see Jonathan Bernier again tonight and able to keep going or get back on with the rest of their season. Yeah. That's all. I, I, mean, I don't, I, and I don't know the answer to that. It just kind of was the, the little thing that I did kind of think about. Well, and because I just, I just go back to um, the, the postseason last year where the golden Knights, they talked about how, Thatcher Demko and what he did to them, what the Canucks did to, did to them, and their, their second round matchup, where they were, I mean, they they were they were pretty much doing doing what we saw Dallas do to the Wings, like out shooting the, the Canucks fifty to ten, yeah. and it's a one goal game, or you know they 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 lose, right? You know, and it's and it was in their head, and then they go take on the stars, and they just get completely take, taken out by the stars, and they just fell apart. Um, now, the stars, they 
they did. They they wanted their their next game in overtime because that's what they do. The, the they, Dallas Stars just play in overtime. They do play a lot of overtime hockey. They just go to overtime, and and they and it, it sets them up for a huge game uh, Saturday against the National Predators, and they're two points back. Nashville has a game. It has a. I'm sorry. Uh, Dallas has two games in hand over. Uh, over Nashville, uh, sorry, actually Dallas. They played it. They played a Lightning tomorrow night, and then no, yeah, tomorrow night, and then they played a Predator Saturday night. So uh, this is a big two games for for Dallas for sure. Yeah, and and I mean they they get a Tampa Bay Lightning team that's not exactly playing playing super lights out. Well. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of, of, of Tampa and the way they're playing now because, I mean, so what was it, Sunday night that they played Columbus and they got the overtime victory 10 seconds in on the Hedman goal. Yep. Um, but they gave up three. Last night they played Chicago and won seven to four. So they're scoring seven goals without either Kucherov or Samkos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How, what? What? <laughs> So I, I I don't know what to make of the lightning. I, look, and I mean that not in the, I don't know what to make of them is in, in terms of, will anything ever stop them? <laughs> because they're rolling with bearer brule brule and Ross Colton instead of Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov. And they're just as successful as they've always been. Like I, I can't wrap my head around that. That's unbelievable to me. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not struggling. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're and you know they're really missing Jan Ruda right now. <laughs> Is he hurt? What? Yeah, Ruda. Yeah, hurt. not trading. Yeah, he's out. Like, yeah, because they they plugged in Cal Foot. <laughs> and sure, here's new defenseman galore. Oh, and Mark Savard, the Mark Savard sign or trade. Dennis Savard. Who's Mark Savard? He used to play for the Bruins. Is that the guy that got concussed? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Name name your Savard, right? <laughs> Just pick a Savard. Name the Savard. That's that's what I did there. I, but <laughs> I hate it when I I both simultaneously hate when I do that and love when I do that. I don't know why I get a kick out of myself when I'm like, oh yeah, name that Savard. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> They are quite the juggernaut. At the and, end of the day, they are quite the juggernaut. And their and their goalie is still Andre Vasilevsky. So, although they would be a team that, also speaking the truth, I don't know if Carolina or Florida will beat them, but I'm sure they would love to get up to the one spot and play Nashville or Dallas. Yeah, I mean, well, I want them to stay where they're at at two or three and take on Florida. So. I want Carolina to win a division so we get Tampa and Florida uh, playoff matchup. Just because I think that would be fun. I don't disagree. I would. I, I'm very interested to see what Tampa's um, playoff lineup is going to be. Where where will the where will their health be? Um, when it gets to the playoffs, and is it? I, no disrespect to Bear Brule and Ross Colton, 
But if they get, yes, those are the guys filling in for Stamkos and Kucherov, Bear Brule and Colton's and Ross Colton. Yeah. If, if those, if either one of those turns into Nikita Kucherov or Steven Stamkos, I'm really thinking the lightning are in good shape. But if they, if they have to go win a playoff series with those two guys, I would feel real good about being the opposition. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, and, and for, and ju- just, you know, for the Carolina, Florida and Tampa, all, Clinch their playoff spots along with Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota punching officially punching their tickets. So we have six teams are in, and I we're, we'll we'll get more here. I mean, I I I feel like if Toronto Toronto hangs on to win tonight, though they'll, they'll the, clinch the playoff spot. The really funny thing is, is that there's that's three in one division, three in another division, and then the other two divisions have no one yet. Yeah. Which it's, and it's because if anybody in the East were to lose out, and the Rangers were to win out, the Rangers take your spot. So that's why the yep. number one seed in the East hasn't done it. And I guess let's see if Toronto gets two points tonight and gets to sixty-seven, with Montreal being at fifty-one still. With Montreal's forty-five. So, but Montreal would have forty-eight games played and fifty-one points. So they'd only be able to have how many games left? They'd have eight left to get 16 points. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Toronto clinches with a uh, regulation win, I think. Yeah, so. Well, well, oh, well no, because yeah. it's Calgary. You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, they're 20 points better than Calgary, who only had – oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's – yeah, they're at 40. Yeah, Calgary has eight games left. Which means they max out at 16. So how could the Leafs not make the playoffs? Oh, it's actually Vancouver. Oh yeah, that yeah, there that's what I'm gonna forget. That's that's wise because Vancouver because that's what you have to basically look out yeah. at if you're trying to figure out who who could knock a team out. If Toronto were to lose out and Vancouver to were to win out, Toronto would not make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Fantasy, fantasy world. Right, I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Who's buying that? Who's buying stock in that? Uh, I don't know. No one's smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. No, no one's smart. Tell you that much. Um. Yeah, I just I had a thought and then it left. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, team hockey that plays, they do it. Uh, oh, you're gonna have to give me a little bit more. Than <laughs> team hockey that plays, they do it. Yeah, well, uh, I could get it right. Based yeah, on uh, uh, the California teams. There we go. There it is. There it is. The there West, the West, out in the West. <laughs> uh, right, right now, right now, Vancouver and Colorado are playing right now. Uh, I mean, Vancouver and Colorado, Vegas and Colorado. There it is. They're playing right now. Vegas has a one nothing lead. The Golden Knights have a four point lead over the Avalanche for the number one spot in that division with the game in hand. Um, but like I said, Colorado's already clinched their spot. Minnesota's the surprise team. They're 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 in in that in that number three spot. Um, that final spot kind of up in air a bit. Uh, St. Louis that. 50 points, three points up on Arizona with two games at hand. Um, the Coyotes sit three points back. That's pretty much it. The, the, 
the sharks got cute for for about a week or so there. Kings they went on a little bit of a run, and then and, and then they couldn't beat the Ducks. So so they're done. The Kings did the same thing. The Kings got cute for a little bit, and then okay. they came back down to earth. And the Ducks have pretty much been in their same spot. Yep, all year. So yeah, not, not a lot of fun about the West, is there? Yeah, I mean it. it it, it almost feels like, I mean, yeah, Arizona is still, like, in the race, but it feels like it's over, right? Well, I mean, they're minus two games and minus three points. Yeah. You, like, you want to be like plus this... in one of those, and they're minus in both, so it's real tough to think, oh, here they come. Plus, I don't know, there's, there's still something about a team that won the Stanley Cup two years ago versus a team that's never fulfilled any sort of expectations. So I yeah. kind of have to believe that the team that won the Stanley Cup two years ago is probably going to pull it together long enough to be able to get whatever win, you know, to get the win that they need or wins that they need to be able to to get it going in the right direction. Yeah, and um, the Coyotes' remaining schedule, two against Vegas, two against yeah. L.A., and two against San Jose. Well, the- they could get some points there. There are some points to be gotten there. Potentially. I mean, they, they did just lose last night six to four to the Sharks. I mean, sorry, Monday night lost six to four to the Sharks. That's that's a very bad two points. They that that's they probably they really would have liked to have gotten those points. And then the blues, they have that they have the play the wild. Have Minnesota twice, two against Minnesota, two against Anaheim, two against Vegas, one against LA, and then end the season with two against Minnesota. So a lot of blues wild coming down the stretch here, huh? Yeah. Although I had was listening to their game for a little bit. It sounded like the blues didn't even deserve to be in it. And then all of a sudden I look up and they won. <laughs> Not really sure how that happened. Yeah, who I mean, who who knows? But yeah, it 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 really it just kind of feels like it's it's all but done. It, it's kind of felt that what I, I mean in the West. Not, I'm sorry. And in, 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 in the West, yeah, it just feels like it's done. You know, like St. Louis is. And hasn't it kind of felt that way all year? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, even when Arizona was in was in that playoff spot, I just kind of felt like, well, they're gonna. Yeah, I mean St. Louis's games in hand, they're going to be fine. They're yeah, they're going to figure it out. They're going to sort it out long. Now, now what? What now? Your prize is going to be Vegas or Colorado? Yeah. <laughs> yeah not a prize. Not much. You know, football. it's a. You know. Although, hey, listen, you, know, you want to win a Stanley Cup, you got You got to play tough teams, right? Here, here's the thing. I don't, I, I don't particularly like, um, I, like, I'm not going to for be a foregone conclusion to me. It's not a foregone conclusion to me. I weirdly like St. Louis and weirdly think that St. Louis should not be slept on. Um, I know that the numbers haven't been great all year. I know that the the top two in that division have kind of run run and hid. I yeah. don't know how close they still are to let me check to see. They have they aren't close to the wild at all. I get that. But I I don't know. I 
maybe I'm overvaluing a team that won a cup two years ago. Um, they went through a lot of injuries and I really like their roster. I, I don't think that you should really, and I'm not saying you personally, but thinking that St. Louis is done is probably not your best place to be. Like well, giving I mean, them no shot in those series. Probably. Well, I would say no shot. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm just, it's, that's just a hell of a, that's, that's just a, and, and, and again, personal bias. I, I think Colorado's, a, a little more um I think I think Colorado's a little more uh dangerous in Vegas because they have players that can score playoff goals and Vegas so so can't so which kind of goes to where I was gonna go with that is that if if St. Louis has to open against Vegas and, and St. Louis I think has a little bit more of a playoff grit factor and I feel like are less likely to commit the turnovers that will spring Vegas to the success that they have. Yeah. I don't know if I like, what would your, on a scale of, I don't know, one to one to five, what would your shock value be if St. Louis beat Vegas in seven? One. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure one. St. Louis is secretly thinking, all right, let's just keep these standings the way that they are. Cause I don't, you know, I think that they could, they're going to give Vegas all they want. Because I feel like in the East and the West, there's, there, there's no upset. And and those in those playoff matchups, those, oh, especially those first different. rounds. Yes, because it's like, all right. I mean, Boston, Br- the Bruins beat the Capitals. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not yeah. a shock right now. And I feel like the same thing. I mean, with with St. Louis or Vegas or St. Louis, Colorado, whatever. Now, if it's if it's Arizona, then yeah, I'd be shocked sure. <laughs> if they won. But sure. you know, we're, 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 whereas you know, you kind of look at the the north and the central. It's well, if Montreal beats Toronto, that's a look. Oh, okay, yeah. If Nashville or Dallas beats Carolina or Florida or Tampa, Agreed. whoever's there, yeah. That 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 would add to your shot factor a, a, a bit more than than that. But yeah, it would it wouldn't surprise me too much. Yeah. Um. I tell you, one one thing that keeps throwing me off is, so I keep seeing like a bunch of stuff uh, on the NHL about like oh on on this day in the NHL and it's like a bunch of playoff stuff. I'm like, what? Yeah. And, I, and I forget that. Oh, late late April. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, this is usually playoff time. Yes, sir. Because it uh it came up. Uh, I think I believe it was Sunday, Saturday, or Sunday. You know, it was a two-year anniversary of the Game Seven collapse by the Golden Knights yeah. against the Sharks, which everyone, which all the Golden Knight fans, complain and say oh, that call cost us, cost us the the series. And I and I and I respond with, "You had a three-one lead in the series. <laughs> you shouldn't have been in Game Seven. You lost Game you, you lost Game Six in overtime when you had a power play and gave up yeah. a shorthanded goal. You did do that. Yeah, no." You did it to yourself. Yeah. You go, are correct about that, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Go 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 ahead and don't go to game seven. Yeah. Don't, don't get blown out in game five and then give up a shorthanded overtime winner in game six. Go ahead and yes. don't do those things. Yes, you are making a very nice list of things that a, a team should not do if they don't want to lose hockey games. Yeah, you know, that was, you know, that's just my personal opinion on that. Cause I, um, I, I have no sympathy on <laughs> No, you're being kind of brutal. Um, yeah. and, 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 uh, and I'll tell you what, Well, you're being kind of brutal and rightfully so. Yeah. 
Screw those I guys. guess I can't disagree with anything that you're saying right now. <laughs> Screw those guys. Yeah, um, I, I've always kind of felt that you've never really been a big fan of yeah. um, of, of the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, just not. Just <laughs> like just not. Like, and you know, and, and let me tell you, uh, I'm not either. So don't worry about it. That's not. Yeah. Call us haters. We don't care. Yeah, it should be harder. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, <laughs> cannot believe I just did that. <laughs> cannot believe I just fell for that. That's I used. I, I got my own line wrong. I mean, that's just, that hurts. Well, you know, it's a good I, job by you, though. It's a good catch. I mean, I can't. You know, I screwed up. It happened. <laughs> Caught me on my own line. Perfect. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Um. So, you, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, did you see the scheduling discussion that was had for next year? Yes, I did. There were two, which I didn't even send you over in my show notes, um, basically because I think I was partially beginning to die when I sent those to you. And that's why I sent them to you, because I wanted to make sure that you got them. Yep. Um, and I didn't, I was watching Hockey Night in Canada kind of with one eye, but. One, I mean, at the end of the day, what I really want to bring up about it is so it was kind of a traditional scheduling where it was like four versus your division, three versus everybody in your con, the other division in your conference, and then a home and away with everybody else. Yeah. Or the other thing that they've kind of potentially laid out, and I think this is very interesting, is a situation where they would have six games left over. Yep. where they could decide kind of a rivalry thing to really to appease the Canadian division. Yeah. Um, and about, Hey, um, you wanted to have more games. Well, guess what? Toronto and Vancouver who are not in the same division. Let's throw you guys together and say, well, you guys want to play more being Canadian rivals. Well, well, let's go ahead and just say it'll be Toronto Edmonton that everyone wants to see more of sure. Toronto Vancouver. <laughs> For some weird reason, they use Toronto Vancouver as the example, I think, on Hockey Night, and that's what struck with me, which I agree is kind of weird. Why would you not want to see more? At, um, well, I, I think they probably use that just because of the extreme time difference there. Or the fact that they had just played, I think. They had also maybe have just finished a game. Because oh, I think yeah. that schedule, that might have been the other reason why. Yeah, um, we're we're gonna. Yeah, I don't. No one's gonna be going. We need more Toronto, Vancouver. I, I you know, it'll. I mean, well, or I mean, or maybe Vancouver fans will want to see more Toronto, or you got some Maple Leaf fans in in BC. Well, remember, you have six games, so in theory, you might see two. You know, an additional home and away with Vancouver, Toronto, or Vancouver, uh, Edmonton, and Calgary. Yeah. Like uh, that. So I just thought that that was kind of an interesting nugget as a potential scheduling quirk to, and again, I think it's geared towards the Canadian division. And I don't, I don't mean that negatively. I just mean, cause the Canadian division talked about wanting to potentially keep this for another year and yeah. immediately saying no to that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Gary Batman just immediately said, no, this is a one year deal. Get over it. Yeah. Uh, don't get used to it, but it, it's a good little, you know, throw the dog a bone. And I kind of thought that was a, a good little bone to throw. Um, real quick. With the Canadian vision, the Blake Wheeler just uh, tied the game up against the Oilers or tied at one. Uh, 
Oilers goal, Tyson Barrett in a power play from, I'm pretty sure you can guess who got the primary assist on it. Dry settle with the secondary? No. <laughs> okay. Nugent Hopkins. Okay, there it is. <laughs> and then uh, Wheeler just scored from Andrew Cobb. So we're, we're, we're tied at one about uh, 12 minutes ago in, in, in the second. Well, it sounds Sorry, like... Sorry, the first period. Yeah, the second period, yeah. Um, if nothing else, something could be gained for the fact that at least that they've got... Um, you know, good, good start. Cause I assume that Edmonton's going to have good, good amount of shots, a good, good showing so far for Hellebuck only giving up one. Yeah. You know, I feel like if you only give up one to Edmonton and you're halfway through the hockey game, you're probably having you're feeling a pretty game. good. Yeah. Yeah. Probably playing pretty good hockey so far. And uh, Colorado's tied their game up against Vegas. Uh, Devontae's from Carl Soderberg. Um, your yeah. goal. Uh, William Carlson opened the scoring 10 seconds in for the Knights. Got his 13th. And if you prorate it, he's not at 40. <laughs> I always love when a take works, and that is one of the takes that I had. And yeah, the kids. So far, I seem to be pretty smart. The, hasn't just not wrong. I mean, I've been in no danger of being wrong on that. No, you are not. Um, do you know anything? Is it something serious with Anti Rantanen that's got him out of the lineup? COVID protocol? He's been out of the lineup, I believe, uh, since Saturday, I believe. Um, I'm looking. I'm not seeing anything. Was suspended, Buzzy? No. Patrick Nemeth in the lineup for a stack. If, if this team gets Eric Johnson back, they their six defensemen could be Taves, McCarr, Eric Johnson. Nemet, Graves, and Gerard. That's not bad. That's borderline unfair. And and also uh Bowen Byram, who he's he's out with an injury too. You know, they're they're a good young, they're a good young uh defenseman they have there. And Timmons and McDonald have played, so it's not like that if they had to go deep into the depth chart offensively or defensively, that they would be at a complete loss. That's boy, that team. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Uh, up and down the roster, pound for pound. That that I think has to be the just has to look as of right now like the best team in hockey. Yeah, and, 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 and they went out and got themselves some goaltending insurance. Uh, yeah. And uh the Oilers just scored on the power play. Well then there goes that nice game. Uh Nugent Hopkins, two point nine for Nuge. Uh, I did mean Anti Ranton, and thank you because I spelled it wrong. I appreciate you picking this up. Um, Anti Ranton or Miko. Oh, that's because I was putting Anti. Is there an NHL player named Anti Ranton? There's Anti Ranta. Yeah, that must have been it. Miko Ranton added to the NHL's COVID list. Okay, okay. so that's, that's what the, oh, uh, April 24. Okay. He joins Jonas Donskoy and Philip Grusbauer. Grusbauer. Yeah. Is there for no reason? Okay. So, all right, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, Nugent Hopkins from, um, well, th- literally, it's just a reverse of the first uh, Oilers power play goal. <laughs> like the, the first power play goal was Barry from McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. This one's Nugent Hopkins from Barry and McDavid. Well, it's good to see that they're passing the puck around <laughs> the top of the circle and deciding who gets to take the one-timer. That's 
it's very kind of them to play nice with each other because that's basically what it sounds like. Like, like literally just a reverse. <laughs> Flip the order, guys. Flip the order. Uh, McDavid, two points. No, there's his two points. There's two points for tonight. Keep it going. <laughs> 80, 82 and 83. Dude, if these games didn't really matter, could you imagine Coach Fisman like, all right, take the rest of the night off. <laughs> we <can> just, <laughs> you, you've literally done exactly what we have needed to do. Connor McDavid is going to go out and he's going to play 30 minutes a night just to make sure he gets. <laughs> uh, Walt. That's ridiculous. And here's why that's ridiculous. Is it? You wouldn't need to play 30 minutes a night. That is true. <laughs> that 25 should probably cap it. He'll probably get there. If that that is, you know, you're hundred percent true. You're I, right. I would think that that's enough. Absolutely true. Yeah. 20, 25 minutes a night. Yeah. Well, so don't say things that are ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he doesn't need to play that much. What's the matter with you? I mean, so they're, so, so the game where he again their last game against uh, Winnipeg, where he got he had four points, he had three goals and an assist, four points. The Oilers won six to one. He played sixteen minutes. Oh my god! Well, I'd be I'd be interested to know where he was after two, because that when I hear Connor McDavid played sixteen minutes and there's no injury, what I think what happened is that Connor McDavid sat the final eight to 10 minutes of that hockey game and then get a shift. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, you're, you know, they, they, 6-1, you're, you're, you're blowing a team out. It's kind of like, all right, yeah, you can, we're, we're not going to risk you, you getting hurt. And then our season goes in the crapper because that's what will happen if he gets hurt. <laughs> I mean, Connor McDavid only has one, 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 only once in his career did he score under a hundred points. Now this is his rookie year where he, where he only played 45 games and got hurt. Um, and he had 48. Well, I'm going to go with the, the awful joke and just say. Oh, wait, sorry. Last year he didn't get 100, but the shortened season. He was on pace for 100, wasn't he? Yeah, he had 97. Yeah. he would have. I think he would have gotten there. Yeah, probably <laughs> probably one more game, right? I mean, seriously. Again, <laughs> depending on who it was against, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make the ridiculous joke that's just always so fun to make is that well, what will happen to him is he's going to get a back injury from carrying the entire team. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dry Saddle's there too. He does stuff. That's true. That is true. That's, I mean, yeah, the, the Oilers are just, he, he's just unreal. That, uh, that's a roster that's going to look really interesting in a, in a few years what exactly what they do around those two. Yeah. I'm very interested to see. No, those are your bell cows. And I mean, Darnell nurse has been really good for them on, on the, on the blue line this year. Tyson Berry has been, has been really good for them on the back end after having just, just a miserable year last year in Toronto. Yeah. It didn't, the fit wasn't good there. He is 17 points up now on dry saddle. Jeez. Drysaddle, who's who's Settle, who's six points better than Kane and McKinnon. McKinnon. Yeah, Drysaddle has sixty six points. Like let's <laughs> like let, let's 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 not you know it, which which again it just makes McDavis numbers that that much more mind blowing when you yeah. realize that oh there's another guy on his team who any other ever like. 
what just about every other team, Dry Sidles is is leading the team in scoring. No, literally, because he's second in the league. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not sort of literally second on sec would be the best play, scoring player on any team in the league. But on his own team, he's minus seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. That's I mean, well, so what happens when you get when you get stuck on the team with the with the best player in the world. Do you? I don't. I don't know what's the best way to say this because I don't doubt how good Drysettle is. But do you wonder what he would do if he was the man? I mean, I think he would. Yeah, it's almost like the Malkin. He's he he's the he's the Malkin to he he's McDavid's Malkin, right? Malkin to Crosby. Yeah, because in a way, years that Malkin has had better numbers and been better than Crosby. And you just kind of wonder, like, well, is is he is he putting up the numbers? Like, there's he's talented, no doubt. I mean, you you don't you don't luck into a scoring title. Right, you know, you don't you don't luck into the success Drysaddle has had and the numbers he's put up. You don't you don't just you know get lucky and do that because you're no well you know because you have another great player. But I mean, yeah, you kind of yeah you you wonder wh- where would he be? Yeah, what what would his and I and I don't know what like if you just what's no, the, well, well here's the, trade him to Detroit and let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> what would that cost? Yeah, draft picks. I mean, we, we do have a lot picks. of draft picks. <laughs> what would it cost? We come on, we we'd be opening up salary for the Oilers. <laughs> Cap space is just as is just as important. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cap space is just as important as ninety percent of the players in the league. The problem is that ten percent <laughs> is where Bryce right Middleton. He's in that 10% where you'd rather have him in the cap space. That's the first part of the problem. The second part of the problem or question is, is, is in, because you said Detroit, we immediately lose our ability to talk about this. Oh, yeah. Is there an argument or is there a way to think about Larkin for, and three draft picks for Drysaddle being a perk for Edmonton? To get four million in cap space, their second line center right back, and have the possible four lottery tickets to get better players. See, I is there? Can that argument be had? Can can you uh, can you consciously make that argument? I can. <laughs> and, and I, I I can because because I I th- I think Larkin would thrive at Edmonton, be, being a number being a number two guy, being a second line guy instead of being. The focal point, much like Mantha in Washington, where like he he's 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 not the end all be all. He's not the guy you're looking to that that has to go out and pull the cart, basically. You know, and he's not going to see other teams top defensive line. He's not going to see other teams top defensive pairing. He's not going to see their 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 best players every right. single night. You know, he's going to see teams less than players because. You're taking on it. You're taking on the Edmonton Oilers. Who are you circling on the lineup? Absolutely. I don't care who else is on that. You're you're circling 97. Yeah. You know you're going all right. 97. Watch this guy. This is who you are. This is who we're putting our best guys out against. Right. So I mean I, and I you know I mean I'm and I have a bias because I do like Dylan Larkin. So 
that's why I tried to make it difficult because I think most Detroit fans would like would like Larkin. Do I think I think the general consensus is most people do like Larkin. So I, I guess the way to take to take this argument was as if we were Euler fans, would we listen to that? No, that would be the way we have to think <laughs> about it. Is if we were Euler fans, and somebody were to say, "Look, now is not you know you know what it really boils down to. Well, this, now is not the time to actually make that." while they're still, they haven't experienced too much lack of playoff success yet. They haven't, like, if they get, like, if they get bounced in the first round this year, bounced in the first round next year, at two years from now, in that offseason, could you then talk about, okay, this this McDavid-Drysettle pairing isn't working? You need, you I don't think we can... Yeah, I don't think they've seen enough evidence. Because what? They got the they, one playoff they They've only gone to playoffs twice. They And they did get a series win in the first time around. Yeah. Right? They beat Anaheim? Yep. No, no, they lost Anaheim. They beat... Uh, Kel? No, nah, it wasn't... Uh, who, who the hell did they beat? They lost Anaheim in the second round. Was that the second round? Okay. I think it was the second Yeah. It was was it? I, I want to say San Jose. I want to say San Jose. I'm gonna just You're look, gonna look? right now. Okay, you look that up while while I while I, while I pontificate. So you've won. You've had them together. What? This is I think their fifth year together. That sound right? Their fifth year together. Fourth year together. Fifth year together. Fifth. Fifth year together. Okay. So you've missed the playoffs twice. You got to the second round once, and you got knocked out by Chicago last year in the playoffs, non-playoffs. If you were to follow that up in year five and year six together with back-to-back first-round upsets, even though they both be under 28, wouldn't you have to begin to think about making a change? I mean, but also at the same time, I mean – or do you just stay patient like the Capitals? Because, I mean, the Capitals, they they had – Backstrom and Ovechkin there, and they kind of stuck with those, stuck it out with those guys, and you know, and they they add they, and they added players throughout the years. I mean, you know, who is is there a TJ Oshie that the that the Oilers can add? Can it? Will they be able to find it if Evgeny Kuznetsov still in the draft like like the like the Capitals did? Um, and just for the record, yeah, the Oilers they beat the Sharks in six, and then they lost to the Ducks in seven. In uh in twenty seventeen, so that was twenty, and then eighteen and nineteen they didn't make the playoffs, right? Right. And then twenty they did, but didn't didn't whatever you want to call that against the Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah, the playing around. Yep, I still don't know. I still don't know how to process that, like because the Rangers could have gotten the number one pick, but they were in it. And well, well here, well here, here's how I look at it. It's I don't count as a playoffs because the NHL doesn't. Because when the Panthers clinched their playoff spot, they said the Florida Panthers clinched their first playoff spot since 2016. And the Panthers were in the play-in round last year. So so, so then Toronto didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're going by how, how, they're, how they're counting it, how, how the NHL is counting it, it wasn't, it wasn't playoffs. And they, and they did call it the play-in round. So. Okay. All right. For what it's so, worth. So then they've missed the playoffs the last three years then. 
with, yes. this, with this grouping. Uh, and, and so, yeah, if you follow it up with two, you're, you, you do raise a good point. It just, it seems that the, the, the patient franchise is, 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 is a dying breed. <laughs> the, the, the franchises that are willing to wait that stuff out is, is really becoming a dying breed. Well, I mean, and that's because, uh, you know, the, the, the fan bases are, are impatient now. Yeah. You, know, you look, I mean, if, if you, I mean, again, at the beginning of the year, Lafreniere was yeah. struggling and people are, oh, is he a boss? Is he a boss? I mean, I, I sent the article to you and, it, and they were talking about redoing the 2020 draft. It's like most of these kids haven't played an NHL game. That was the most ridiculous thing I've seen. <laughs> like, like, like I, I, I saw it like because I was looking up something else for for this year's job, and I saw that, and I'm like, "Are you serious? Like this is this is the dumbest thing ever." I, I mean, we haven't had 32 players play from the draft yet, so you literally couldn't even have a redraft. Yeah, you would be shuffling order for the guys that have played, and then you wouldn't be that. Then what? I mean, and and you also have a lot of kids in, who were drafted last year who haven't played hockey in the last year. Yeah. Because of because of COVID and seasons getting shut down. I, I mean, honestly, yeah. Okay. I didn't want to say it, but I thought this was true. Three guys, three guys have played from the 2020 draft. Drysdale, Slitzel, and Lafreniere. What, what are you redoing? Yeah. I, I, you know, and what did the article say? I think Lafreniere won, Stitzel two, and Drysdale th- four. Wasn't yeah. it Drysdale to Detroit at four? Yeah, still having and then three. I don't remember who three was, but what? what I mean, what are we doing? Three would have been Byfeld. I think they sell Byfeld yeah. three and Raymond four who, who, or five. Who will make his NHL debut tonight? Yes, actually, I think right now the game's starting. Um. So so yeah, that, that's four. That's now four players from that draft who's playing. Oh well, then that's now we should do the redraft. Yeah, <laughs> now we should do the redraft. Like, I mean, I, you you don't know anything about a draft for five, five years, four or five years. You you don't know. I mean, how much better do you feel about Ra- Michael Rasmussen now than you did a year ago? Oh, he's I I he's not he's not going to be the. I, I'm I'm not I don't think he's going to be a 40 goal guy, but I think he can be a solid 20 goal guy and can be a, a good two way two way player for you. Huh. You know, if he, I mean, isn't he, if, if he can get you 15 to 20 goals a year and and he can be a good a, a good solid player for you and can can contribute success to you, and also Rasmussen, he seems like a guy to me that. Now we we haven't seen this yet, but he just feels like a guy to me that is going to thrive and play really well in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I can see that. And I, can, and I, and I feel like if if you if you can get a guy like that who can be that type of player for you, you'll okay. Regular season, whatever. We'll we'll find whatever. But you're going to come. We know we're going to go to the playoffs, and you're going to be a big part of our playoff success. And that that's where that's where that's. What matters? That's what counts the most, right? Yeah. No, I, I, that's a great point. Although, I mean, in that same, so that I'm looking at the 2017 draft and the rookie of the year. I mean, I, I think it's kind of laughable that it's not, anybody would say it's not Kaprizov, but now they're saying that Jason Dickinson or Jason Robertson, yeah, um, is battling into that. He's having a hell of a year with Dallas. Definitely is, but he was also from the 2017 draft. So are you, how many people, 
were people calling for his head because he's now three drafts ago? Well, look out. He's now going to be a call. He could win the Calder this year. So maybe we, we, we chill on that kind of discussion, huh? Yeah. And, and like, people always like to bring up like other guys like, well, this player is drafted in his draft and how come he's better? was like, well, Every, not, nobody's not all prospects are the same, man. Yeah. Like not, every, not here, here's the, you go, go out, go out to your garden and, and, and plant 32 seeds. 32 flowers, right? Wow. They, they're going to grow at the same rate? Probably not. You know? Look at, this. Look at how deep Walt is. Deep thoughts with Walt. That is impressive. <laughs> but, I mean, but seriously, though. You're you know, not wrong. No, you're absolutely not you, wrong. You plant them all the same. You water them the same amount. You take care of them the same amount. But so, some are, some are going to grow into big, beautiful plants. Others are going to be nice. And some just aren't going to grow at all. Deep thoughts with the wall. It's you an impressive man, I tell you. It's a it's a crapshoot. Yeah, 2017 NHL draft. I mean, Kale McCarr still going fourth. Heiskin is still going third. Those guys are probably going a little bit higher. Uh, you can make the argument they're probably going one, two instead of three and four. I'd say Heischer's probably three. Pedersen's probably four. Um, I mean. I mean, if you look at straight points, Robert Thomas from St. Louis side, I think what Marty Nietzsche has done reg- recently, he might be six. Then I mean, he, yeah, Josh Norris has, has been phenomenal for Ottawa. It's it's tough not to like what uh, uh, Yamamoto, although is, is it fool's gold because he was playing with McDavid so much last year? Maybe. It's looking he, like it because he's not replicating any of that this year. Um, Philip Philip Edel. And with the Rangers, I mean, I, he's not going 21. Uh, Ely Tolvanen's probably not sticking around to 30 with the no. season ad. He's starting to climb up that the the success on that chart list. No, no, there's a lot of guys from this draft that's starting to break in. I mean, there's, the Chicago's playing the hell out of a seventh-round pick in Wyatt Kalanuck. Yeah. Who's already up to the top 25 skaters in that draft with his 14 points and seven points or 14 games played in seven points. So yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. The, 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 the draft game is. It's, it's, it's I mean, Drake Batherson went in the fourth round. He's not, he's not sick around in the fourth round now. If you're, if you're looking at that, you know, no, sir. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, like I, I always say, you know, we, we can sit back and play at a draft game and we can talk about how I can't believe this team passed on this guy. And and I always tell people like, well, you have to remember a guy goes in the fifth round. The team that drafted him passed on him at least four times, too. <laughs> so it's not, you know, it's it, it's it's a crapshoot, man. And if, if the Patriots knew how good Tom Brady was going to be, does he really sit into the sixth round? Yeah, no. <laughs> if the wings knew how good that Duke and Zetterberg were going to be, do they really sit until those rounds because the other teams didn't have scouting out there? No, you don't. No, no, they're going. They're they're gone. Yes. I mean, I mean, Zetterberg. You know, he went in that '99 draft where, you know, that the entire first round of that '99 draft, not very few, very, not very many of those guys. If you redo that draft, they're not going in the, in the first round. I mean, with the exception of uh, you know the the Sedins, you you don't you don't think that Pavel Brendel is going to go fourth overall still? Old, absolutely not. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> right. Absolutely not. I'm I I know for a fact. 
I know for a fact that Patrick Stefan is not going number one overall. You know what's funny? So if you sort that draft by the top um, by points, <laughs> there are three number ones or three first round picks and three seventh round picks at the top. The Sedins and Havlett from the first round and Zetterberg Verbata and Martin Erat from the seventh round. <laughs> and then there's Tim Connolly. There, I mean, there's some, there are some yeah. names that people would recognize, but there's not anybody great at all. Yeah, no. Ryan Malone, Mike Comrie, Hagman. Chris Kelly, Kelly was a Chris really Kelly. good um, third, fourth line player. I think he won a Stanley Cup at the Bruins in 11. Yeah, that sounds right. Barrett Jackman, who stole the Calder from Nick, uh, Henrik Zetterberg that first year. Uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. And only the Sedins are the only players in that draft to, to have hit a thousand points. Now I, it, if, if it weren't for injuries, Zetterberg would have hit a thousand points or lockouts. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he, Zetterberg, nine, nine, 40, 960 career points. Like he would have, he would have hit a thousand. Yeah. Especially if, when you consider that he lost the whole season in his prime. Yeah. Still two goalies from that draft still playing. Craig Anderson and Ryan Miller. I call what Craig Anderson's doing playing, but yeah. Uh, two guys from that draft still on rosters. There it is. He's rostered. You like that? You like <laughs> yeah, that? He's rostered. He's rostered. He's a rostered player. Yeah, well, you got to call it something. Yeah. Um, also, real jo- Joe Valeno made make his debut with the Wings last night. Um I mean, did, nothing spectacular, but he 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 looked good out there. Didn't look out of place. Looked comfortable playing. Um, it's a player that you know I've been very eye on since since the Wings took him. Um, even though he was not my first choice of a player in that draft, but we get over it. Well, the the, the guy you wanted wasn't there. Exactly. To be fair. Yes, be he fair. was. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I I wanted. I want to I want to Condry Miller, but the Rangers went on ahead and took him, and the, Sorry. the Wings had to settle for a very good, extremely talented center. So, <laughs> we gotta be hope anyway. Yeah, I I see. I I think he's gonna be good. I just I I just, I think he's gonna be. A, I think he's gonna be. A, I think he's gonna be a good uh good player for for the Wings for for a long time. Um, yeah, the wings took him at thirty with with the uh, with with the the Tatar trade. Yeah, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, yeah. Kaiser Miller went twenty two to the Rangers, and I mean these uh, Rasmus Sandin went twenty nine to the Leafs, and he's like making an impact now. Yeah. It's. I mean. I mean. It's. This is just two thousand. This two thousand eighteen. The U.S. 18 and under team had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 players drafted. Yeah. Uh, Joel Farabee has played the most games behind him. Miller, Wallstrom, and Matias Samuelson in Buffalo, who I believe just made his debut this year as well. Yeah. Um, also on that draft, Brady Kachuk went four. Uh, I mean, Rasmus Dowling went number one. You're redoing that draft. He's probably not going number one now. Yeah, I would say that's pretty. pretty I mean, Andre Sveshnikov went too. 
I think he's probably going number one. Kachuk's probably going number two. Two, yeah. Quinn Hughes went seven. He's probably number three. Uh, Sedina went six. Adam Bolquist went eight. Vitaly Kravitsov, who who is really just kind of coming on with the Rangers this year, he went nine. Evan Bouchard ten to Edmonton. Oliver Wallstrom, again another player who's who's really who's kind of come on this year with the Islanders. He went eleven. Noah Dobson also <laughs> to the Islanders. Therapy, yeah. Go therapy fourteen in the Flyers. Yeah, he, you know. I think Martin Kraus the uh, is the player that's filling in for. Uh, he's getting the time for Colorado with Rantanen out. Yeah, they uh, also in that draft. Also, Cockney Emmy went three to Montreal, and he's been he's been decent for him. Yeah, he's been fine. So, I mean, it's. I don't know. It's tough to it's tough to know what what Darlene really is or isn't or has been or will be just because of the team that he's on. Yeah, um, the the Wings also took uh, McIsaac in a second round. Who that's a, that's a defenseman I'm very high on. He just unfortunately got hurt this year and had a big setback. But that's where I think he's go, he's going to be a good player for the Wings going forward. And then is it's it's the from that same eighteen draft. It's it's Jonathan uh, Jonathan Bergram is the one that's yep. under Zadina, or excuse me, under uh, like Zetterberg, one of the Sedines and Pedersen for most junior points scored or something like that, right? Yeah. Have you heard that stat? Like in the Swiss or in the Swedish junior leagues, like those are the top three, and then Bergren's number four. Yeah, he's yeah he, he's he's pretty. He's a pretty good, uh, good player. It's just you know, I can't, I can't wait to see, I I can't wait to see him up. I mean, you know, I just just put all these kids, let all the kids play. Screw it, we got nothing. We got nothing to lose here. Uh, right, I, I don't disagree. Let let them play. Let them make mistakes. Let them figure it out. Preach, Walter. Preach. All right. Um. So with that. Um. So next week. I mean, the the Wings only have a handful of games. Like a lot of teams, only have a handful of games left. Yeah. Um, to to go with the exception of the Vancouver Canucks, they still have uh, twenty six games to play. Feels like <laughs> <laughs> not quite, but almost. It just, it just feels like you know they just <laughs> it just feels like that. You know. I, yeah. Well, I just wonder if you know if they still have eight to go and they clearly can't catch anybody. I don't know why you still haven't play it, but. Well, they, they have games against Calgary, and if Calgary, as long as Calgary is mathematically in it, they have to play them, which I get. Yeah. But I mean, they have uh, they have thirteen games. The Canucks have thirteen games to go. <laughs> Everyone else has like between eight and six. It'll be pretty impressive though if this th- this whole thing gets done, which it looks like it's going to, and uh, give the league a lot of credit. I mean, I know they took backlash from from Vancouver, and you know they didn't necessarily feel like Vancouver didn't necessarily feel like they were ready. Although, but on the flip side, they did they did listen to him and build in two extra days because they were supposed to return yeah. on Friday, and they ended up giving him till Sunday. So, you know, I don't know. You're never going to make anybody happen. I really feel like they've done the best that they can given the hand that they were dealt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's unprecedented times, and the fact that they even got a season off the ground and. Yeah. And it and it looks like, you know, you're gonna have thir- at, at least thirty of thirty one teams play out their play the entirety of their fifty six game schedule. 
pretty impressive. Um, it's looking good right now. So, I mean, they're very fortunate to be able to do that. Um, with with not with not having a luxury of of baseball to where you can do double headers or anything like yeah. that. So, so yeah, I mean, it's so we'll the playoff picture will be a little bit more clear Monday. Um, we'll have well, we're going to for sure have more teams are going to are going to have their spots clinched. Um, and then it's just. That'll be our last show before we're, we're looking at playoff previews, guys. Cool. It's going to be and, fun. Yep. And hopefully the NHL will tell us what's going to happen when they get to the round of four and we got to decide what the Canadian team's going to do. Well, well, one thing that the, the players are absolutely 100% against doing a bubble. Which I don't blame them. Players do not want to do a bubble. Wait, aren't the Blue Jays playing? They're in Florida. Oh, are they still? Yeah, they're playing out of Florida, yeah. Um, damn it! Yeah, because I didn't remember hearing that they were they were anywhere. So I assumed that they were back in Toronto, but they're in Florida. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're they're planning Dun in Dunedin at their uh, at their spring, spring training facility. Yeah, that's where they're playing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, Ontario is a complete lockdown again with with the curfew and everything. I mean, and I mean. Unless other other provinces open up and are cool with it, you know, I I don't. Yeah. I bet I bet we're going to be looking at a conference final bubble when we get down to the final four. I don't think you're going to see a bubble. I think you'll probably just see a centralized location, maybe. Because because the the players don't want to do a bubble. Yeah, because you're you're right. It's really not. I mean, if. For the other three division teams, if you can host and have fans, then no reason for you to hole up in Canada for three yeah. weeks just so that the Canadian team can play. Yeah, so it'll yeah. be well, plenty of time for them to figure that out. But they better start looking into it now to be sure. Yeah. All right. So um, we'll be back next week, um, Monday or whatever day. I don't. Well, it, as we'll, we'll we'll see how Thomas's uh, Michael Chip. Microchip affects them uh, in the next uh, five days. Yeah, as long as it doesn't short out, we should be good to record on Wednesday. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, and, and enjoy the rest of your week. Um, be sure to like, subscribe us to our podca- podcast, wherever you listen to us, whether it be Spotify, Google, or Apple. Um, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash in the box show. Um, follow us, do all that great stuff. I mean, you can also follow our personal accounts, too, if you really want. I just post pictures of my kids and, and random funny things sometimes. Uh, I, I aim to be randomly funny as well, yeah. so I'm right there with you. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not that exciting. But. I'm not that serious or exciting, so, yeah, so I, I agree with Walt. Yeah. All right, so, everyone, um, I'm Walt. I'm Thomas. Have a great night.